0: To the Royale Podcast, I'm your host Omar Abushab, and let's get started. So, on today's episode of the podcast, got on a special guest here today. Got my friend Nick Swantek on for the show. Gonna recap from last week's action, talk a little buy low, sell high. What's up, Nick? Not
1: much, man. Thanks for having me again. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, no problem. All right, so let's just go ahead and get straight into it. Uh, gonna go ahead and talk about some things that uh, I noticed in. In week three, going into week four, didn't do a podcast last week, got really busy, but we're going to make up for it, get some good information out here today. Um, we'll just talk about some usage, some usage reports that I took note of. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, the Lions. With the release of CJ Anderson, you saw Karrion Johnson you know, being used as a bell cow back. He's uh, you know someone maybe we might talk about later on a buy low, yeah. but... Um, his snaps, attempts, his routes—they all spiked after the departure of C.J. Anderson, um, Ty Johnson, and J.D. McKissick. Just spelled him a little bit, um, but 20 carries for for on johnson you love to see that. He is facing a lot of stacked boxes, um, and he saw on Twitter him responding to someone's tweet about the stacked boxes, saying like he's a good dude. Why is this happening to him? <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely love on Johnson's usage since C.J. Anderson has been has been waived. Um, Amendola, Galladay, and Marvin Jones has, have each led the team in targets in each of one of the three weeks. So it's going to be frustrating owning any one of those guys uh, this year. Um, that's what I kind of mainly took away from, from that game with regards to usages. What you, would you think about that? Uh, looking ahead to
1: next week specifically, I think if you own on Johnson – and you've been debating whether or not to start him the last few weeks, you definitely get him in your lineups against Kansas City. Um, Kansas City is a team that's given up a huge yards per carry. Uh, And even if the Chiefs get off to a big start, Carrion has been leading this backfield in targets as well, so he's relatively game script proof. Um, So I think there's a chance Carrion posts RB1 numbers this week. Um, And TJ Hawkinson as well. You know, he had the huge week one, and then he he's, uh, was a lot quieter in weeks two and three. But last week, he actually dropped a touchdown and had another one called back by penalty. So I think people might be a little down on Hawkinson, and I've noticed in a bunch of leagues he's been dropped. So if you're playing the streaming game and somebody dropped Hawkinson, I'd be okay with picking him up and starting him this week against KC. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, speaking of streaming... Because we might not talk about him later. I do love... He's probably been picked up in your league, if not. Um, I love Will Disley. He gets the gets the Cardinals this year. And literally every single tight end that's played the Cardinals this year has eight. Whether it be the uh, TJ Hawkinson in the first week breaking the records for rookie tight ends. Olsen last week with the two touchdowns. And then as well in uh, week two when they played... Um, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, Mark yeah, Andrews yeah. yeah. I drew a blank there. So, they've all, they've all had at least a touchdown, if not gone 100, over 100 yards. In Olsen's case, had two touchdowns. So, definitely like, like me some Will Disley. Uh, another thing I took note of about uh, utilization report, um, Broncos. You know, I'm going to cheat again. Phillip Lindsay is one of my sell highs. I agree with you
1: completely.
0: Um, he had a huge day, but... Him and Royce Freeman are still splitting work, um, and Freeman actually left like for a brief little period with a with an injury, um, so that helped spike up the numbers a little bit for for uh, Lindsey. I mean, I can't predict the future, but uh, it'd be hard pressed to find. I think that uh, Lindsey will have as good of a game as he had this past week. I think in full PPR, I played him in one league, and he had like twenty nine, and I'm like. I did not expect that when yeah. looking at the game, projecting that. Uh, on the season, though, he's had 15% target share, which is pretty pretty healthy for, for a running back. Um, you have to figure, though, that could get cut down when, you know, uh, Theo Riddick comes back from IR. If they do, uh, he does return from IR. Um, no offense, snaps and routes are actually going down a little bit. Um, and uh, rookie tight ends... Are not something that's really fantasy relevant hawkinson had the first big game against the uh the cardinals and it's kind of been quiet since but like you said i mean he he did have opportunity for more but it's going to be a bumpy road with look at your ends i feel like evan ingram has been the only one and mm-hmm. he had no choice because literally everyone on their team died mm-hmm. like they <laughs> it was it was him and one other guy but dwayne even like their fourth wide receiver and like dwayne harris got injured so yeah. like after Odell and Brandon Marshall got hurt. So, um, you got anything on
1: Specifically talking about Lindsey and Freeman, I mean, coming into the year, I think, at least in PPR formats, people were favoring Lindsey because they figured he'd have the advantage in the passing game. But it's actually been relatively close through the air as well, not just on the ground. You know, last week they each had five targets – Royce Freeman, I've seen him being used specifically on on screens, and they're setting up plays where he's going out as a receiver. So,
0: If I were to interject, for for what it's worth, Freeman's target percentage is uh, 11%. In this mm-hmm. past week, they both had 17 Week 2, 14% for Lindsey, 12% for Freeman. It was just week 3. It was week 1, so he was an outlier. Freeman had 3%, uh, Lindsey 16%. So it's, pretty, it's fairly close other than week 1.
1: Right, and, and that's why I think... Uh Lindsey is definitely a sell high and Freeman is is sort of a low key buy low that you could maybe get as somebody added in. I
0: the think he's the trip. better running back And if anybody who's listened to my podcast this this offseason has known I've been not on the Philip Lindsay bandwagon. Um that's for that's for sure. So um I mean I'm not going to get sit, sit here and bashing him all day. We're going to move on, but you know when I stand on on Philip Lindsay Mhm. Uh, moving on, next one I kind of like took note of was uh, the Packers. Uh, I don't know you and I were talking about it before the show, but this the Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams thing, um, it's its frustrating. I mean, yeah. Aaron Jones had 39% of the snaps to Jamal Williams, 61 um, Jamal Williams had 52% of the rushing attempts to Aaron Jones, 43%. Um, Williams ran 62% of the route, 62% of routes when they had passing the plays, and Aaron Jones 31%. Um, this is – Matt LaFleur wasn't kidding when he said he wanted to even it up. And this is why, like, two coaches like I despise right now as a fantasy owner, Matt LaFleur and Matt Nagy, um, very, very annoying with projecting their stud running backs usage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this is – this is, this is frustrating as an owner, and luckily I'm not an Aaron Jones owner because yeah. I, I I saw the writing on the wall with, with Matt LaFleur and being you know, an annoying owner in that regard. Um, however, I did take the bait with David Montgomery and Matt Nagy, so I can't say I'm perfect. What are your thoughts on the whole Packers running back situation?
1: Yeah, I'm, it hurts me to say it because I'm a huge Aaron Jones guy. I think he's one of the more talented running backs in the league, but if... If there's somebody that believes in him, I'd I would sell right now because he's coming off a two touchdown game. Um,
0: yeah, his numbers weren't good. The touchdowns his, he only
1: had ten carries for nineteen yards. You know, so he his numbers were completely inflated by the touchdowns. And if, if you can get a solid RB one for Aaron Jones right now, I'd probably pull the trigger on it.
0: Absolutely, we're kind of cheating already. We'll, we'll talk more. I mean, we'll talk later in the buy low, sell highs. Maybe some players in their certain ranges that you'd. Consider trading him for. Um, mvs had thirty one percent of their targets. Just to talk about him real quick. Um, on the season, he's at twenty percent target share compared to Devonta Adams is twenty percent, twenty one percent rather. Jeron Allison is droppable point point oh nine percent, which pains me to say. And this is this comes again because of Matt Lafleur. The personnel, he's playing, 12 and tw- 21 and 12 personnel, not playing enough 11 personnel. So Allison's not getting as many snaps as coming in, mm-hmm. you know, kicking inside to the slot. Um, and uh, for what it's worth back on Jamal Williams, he had four rushing attempts on the last drive when they were draining the clock. one is up 27-16. Um, frustrating as an owner. All right. Uh, next one I took note about was uh, the Cowboys. Devin Smith played... Ninety-two percent of the snaps with Michael Gallup out. It didn't translate to a ton of fantasy points, but was worth noting. Uh, Randall Cobb has been holding steady around seventy-five to eighty percent of the snaps. Um, people might make too much of Pollard's points and his carries, but he Ellie gave away to Pollard after a big lead. He's likely to see around the seventy to eighty percent of the attempts, plus like seven to ten percent of targets each week, even with Pollard there. So. Still love me some Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I mean, he had a good game. Just didn't get a touchdown. Pollard ended up scoring one later on. Um, but it was this was more so about Devin Smith. 90 percent of snaps. Definitely someone you can probably throw in some DFS lineups or or stream um, with bye weeks starting to come up because that should result in some in some better production than there was this week. Ninety-two um, percent target share. Basically a full-time player. He only had the seven percent uh, target share though. Um, for, for the season 13% for week 3 13% though is actually not terrible considering he had a bad game i mean Cobb had 16% amari cooper had 22% um i th- devin Smith's type player just needs that one deep one so mm-hmm. um i don't mind depending on your situation uh you know streaming him in a three wide receiver league or you got to throw him in the flags, something like that um What do you think about the Cowboys situation?
1: Uh, One of my biggest takeaways has to do with Tony Pollard, but not himself, because I think this was sort of a one-week type thing. But I think the idea of starting the backup running back against the Dolphins (laughs) is actually going to work a lot of the time. Oh, my God. Um, Because the game is going to be over by halftime. And the backup is going to get probably 15 touches against a terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Meaning if if you own Justin Jackson this week, I think he's actually a decent start because I think the Chargers should be able to handle Miami. Uh, he was already getting seven to eight carries a game as it is. So I could see the uh, ratio being a lot closer to even between um, – Eckler and Justin Jackson. So he's actually one of my one of my favorite sleepers for week four.
0: I actually am a big proponent of Justin Jackson's talent. I talked about it in the offseason. And he's had a couple of nice touchdown runs called back due to penalties. So mm-hmm. his numbers could we could be talking about him a lot more if not for those for those penalties. All right, moving on. We have let's see. The the Browns um, Chubb saw 99% of snaps and he ran on 85% of the dropbacks. Um, Demetrius Harris took over for Njoku, but he had low routes per uh, snap, routes percentage per dropback um, versus the number of snaps he played. Um, the wide receiver three is going to probably take more of those Njoku targets when Rashard Higgins back, and then mm-hmm. maybe Callaway from suspension. Um, Mayfield is under 55% completion rate for of two two of the first three games, and he's. QBR is 28th of versus the pressure. That's the third worst in the NFL. Um, not looking good. He's not trusting that O-line every chance he has to to bail out. He does, even though he's not great on the run. I saw a stat um, with regards to quarterbacks that bail out the most, and it included Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, uh, and a couple other more mobile quarterbacks. And Baker was in there, and it was just kind of telling, like, he's not – as well as the other, because the other guys, if they bail out, they can also go rush as well. Baker's not really going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, them trading uh, Ziegler, Ziegler, however you pronounce it, um, for Olivier Vernon during the offseason was one of their biggest mistakes um, because their interior of that line is terrible right now. Uh, you hope Freddie Kitchens gets his head out, head out of his butt and starts figuring out the offense because there was one play. we saw the, I saw the replay. I was watching it with some friends, and, it was near their goal line. It was like a third and long in the fourth quarter, and they all ran vertical. So it was like he was playing Madden. They just ran four verts. And then at the end of the game, like the near the goal line, it was four four plays to, to, to tie up the game, and three of the, the formations were literally the exact same, which just Chubb sweat out left and then, you know, trips right. Um, I mean, it was as bad. Uh I mean, I still like Chubb in the offense. You, he didn't. He had a touchdown call back because of a penalty. I mean, if you can, if someone like saw the game and is worried about the overall state of the offense, um, I don't mind trying to trade for him as well. I mean, he had what twenty three for ninety six, so four point two average. The week before was eighteen for sixty two. Um, he didn't get a ton of receiving this game, so uh, I definitely. Definitely like to possibly buy low on him if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think,
1: although I've been disappointed with Baker, I don't think he's quite droppable yet. However, in one of my leagues, Baker Mayfield was dropped. So if he's at the point where he's being dropped in your leagues, I would still pick him up. Um, his schedule hasn't been that easy to start the year. You know, the Rams and the Titans are, are pretty tough defenses. So I think. You know, he's going to start getting some easier matchups, you know, towards the end of the year. He has a really soft schedule, and I mean, this guy's too talented to have a terrible season from week one to week 17. So I think at some point he'll figure it out. Um, You know, you don't want to rely on him right now until he does, but if he's being dropped, I definitely think he's worth keeping on your bench.
0: Absolutely. Um, Moving on, let's see what we got here. Bengals, it's the healthiest we've seen Mixon so far. Um, 90, 79% excuse me, of the attempts. But he's continues to Bernard still being used. They signed him to an extension. 40% of the time it snaps uh, Bernard's spelling in. So he's receiving upsides kind of capped. Uh, John Ross is not leaving the field. Both Ross and Boyd are seeing 100% of the routes per drop back. Um, I just wanted to make a quick note on Mixon looking healthier, which is nice to see, but it is unfortunate that is not getting, you know, the bulk of the receiving work, which yeah. makes sense because, you know, you have a really good receiving back in in Gio Bernard. Um, Ravens. So we've seen a kind of early trend that a close or game, close game slash trailing games is a plus utilization for Mark Ingram, Mark Eastbound, and uh, Mark Andrews. The question mark was really about Mark Ingram. Would he get the receiving work? I was a big fan of Justin Hill, Justice Hill in the offseason, but Mark King was steady in that offense. Um, Lamar Jackson was three of twelve deep, six point two yards per attempt. Uh, Marquise Brown's, you know, his his value is just going up each week. Miles Boykins playing time's inconsistent, and you know just Hill, just mentioned a second ago, is it's just not that he's he's definitely droppable. Um, it's really the Gus Edwards show in terms of backing him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had. Right, Ingram gets 61% of the snaps And then Gus Edwards got 27% of the snaps And then Justice Hill so only got 12% um, Patrick Reichardt uh, Got 13% as well So yeah it's Nothing Justice so Hill can go
1: Yeah uh, and Just touching on the tight ends in Baltimore real quick I think people were Quick to assume That Mark Andrews was a complete stud For the rest of the year now, I, I like him rest of the season. I still think he's a tight end one, but I think he showed this week that his floor is a little lower than most people realize because they do use three tight ends in that
0: offense. Yeah, and I've, I was talking about it, and just to build on what you said, he played 52% of the snaps um, this week. Uh, Nick Boyle played 52%, and Hayden Hurst played 27 um, season to date Boyle's played 57 Andrews 49 and Hayden Hurst 41 and I know that doesn't add up to 100 that's because they also use two tight end sets um, frequently as well yeah but- and,
1: and you know just he did have seven targets but Boyle had five and Hurst had five so I'm not saying Andrews isn't a solid tight end the rest of the year but don't go crazy and trade George Kittle for him or something like that you know he's still, he's still a tier below those top tier guys
0: yeah, um, that's I was I was actually talking about to some people about selling high after those first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Once again, he played Arizona week two. Yeah. Um, that's just like a smash mouth opportunity for for a tight end. And I actually found that stat that I was talking about. It was um, NFL leaders in taking themselves out of rhythm. They're passing up on an open receivers, slash bailing up on uh, from an open from a clean pocket. Baker Mayfield led the league with twelve. Um, he only did 18 times the entirety of last season. Russell Wilson had nine, Lamar had five, and Kyle Murray had five. So the other three guys were people who could run yep. Baker not so much. Um, moving on, Falcons. So their game scripts so far this year have been blowout loss, close win, and close loss. Uh, their pass and run percentage is 73% to 27 Um is Devontae Freeman's best game. Edo Smith left early with a concussion. Um, Devontae Freeman got 80% of the rushing attempts, which was 16. Um, he had a healthy yards per carry. You'd like to see that. Ridley is, uh, is tough to predict. That I talked about it. He wasn't going to play when they played 12 personnel. Um, it was still Sanu. Uh, he's running 77% of the routes per, per drop back this season. Um That's a number that's lower than Sanu um, at 90, and Julio Jones at 85. Um, Snap percentage-wise, week three, he did out-snap Julio. uh, He did out-snap... No, he was actually equal with Julio, who's under Sanu. Um, So he's going to fluctuate, and I I don't have any Calvin Ridley shares because in that range I was always... Finding myself taking someone else, whether it be like Allen Robinson or Tyler Lockett, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just gonna have to take the good with the bad. Maybe when you get the good game, you sell high. I know, I had some one of my leagues. One person who was a Falcons fan. Got rid of Calvin, or sorry, got Calvin Ridley in a deal where he gave up Robert Woods, who Robert Woods wasn't playing well either. So we'll see how that works out. Obviously, Robert Woods definitely is the the guy I'd rather own in that mm. one. Um, Same here. I think there might have been some fab involved in the deal as well. Um, and,
1: and when you look at it, it's, it wasn't...
0: I mean, obviously one target is a little surprising
1: for Ridley, but the Colts play a lot of zone coverage on defense, and Ridley is, is a guy that has always done a lot better against man coverage than zone. Um, that was pointed out by Mike Taglier of, of Fantasy Pros. Um, so I think Ridley is a guy that he's, he should bounce back this week against Tennessee um, he's still a big part of the offense, and he's also a decent buy low. I know we're cheating a little bit, but he's probably one of the guys I So we can
0: just talk about it through the whole show. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on. Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray's dot has actually, and that's for people who don't know what that is, that's the average depth of target. It's fallen each week. It was 10.7 the first week, 8.1 the second week, 5.0 last week. And his TD per attempt is actually low at 2.9%, which is really low. Usually, average quarterbacks are around 5%, um, and elite quarterbacks are around the 7%. And Mahomes is somewhere in like the 8.68% <laughs> actually, right oh, now. Cool. Yeah. Um, if the efficiency approves, though, Fitzgerald, Kirk, David Johnson, they all have big potential because the volume has been consistently there. Um, so, you know, any. Some people might be frustrated with David Johnson's yards per carry, and I've talked about it because, and I've told this countless times to my brother, um, who's a David Johnson owner in one of my leagues. I was like, I told him, you didn't draft him to be like Ezekiel Elliott with a 5.0 yards per carry. You drafted him for his receiving upside in the Air ride offense when they play 10 personnel and they split him out wide because he's been split out more out wide on like a – percent of snap spaces like than any week he did last year um and as close to his 2016 numbers when he had the uh, that great rb1 finish so i mean if the efficiency does improve in the run game like you're gonna get someone who you're gonna he's gonna be a top five running back each and every yeah. week um so i'm still I'm trying to trade for my brother because, yeah. like, I was like, you if if you're gonna be frustrated by his 2.8 yards, whatever, it's that's not the right stat." I'm just throwing out. It's terrible yards per carry, whatever it is. Like, I'll take him. Like, I don't, I couldn't care less. He's gonna get receptions. He's gonna get receiving touchdowns. The efficiency's got to come. I mean, you gotta remember, it's like Carlos Murray third game in the NFL, so we just expect every rookie quarterback to just come out ball and It's also Cliff Kingsbury in the NFL third game, so like. It'll get better as the season goes on, um, and for David Johnson's rushing attempts, you got to remember also they get Patrick Peterson back at suspension. Um, their defense might get a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. can't get worse, right? Yeah, so right. it's going to get better, <laughs> maybe more rushing attempts there as well. Um, and Kyler Murray started running a little bit more last last week, so if they he if he's actually as th- a threat as a runner, um, mm-hmm. that should open up thing rushing lanes for for David Johnson as well. Yeah,
1: Kyler Murray hasn't hasn't really passed the eye test but his the fantasy numbers have been decent um i still think he's a guy that if if you need to rely on him he's going to put up qb1 numbers more more uh more often than not and especially since he ran for almost 70 yards last week that's always a plus because that's going to lift his floor so i think this might be the worst we we see the cardinals offense and i agree it can only get better from here
0: All right, um, let's go ahead and uh, talk a little buy low, sell high, and I might throw in some interesting factoids at the end of the show, just some stuff that I I charted and I saw maybe some other good analysts uh, wrote on as well. So um, let me get a a buy low from you. Uh, Who are you targeting in leads that you don't have and that you're trying to get?
1: Uh, one of my favorite bylaws is carry-on Johnson, and we already touched on it a little bit. Um, C.J. Anderson being gone was huge, and we saw it last week. He saw he saw a huge share of the carries. He's involved in the passing game. He's pretty game-script proof. Um, I think we're finally going to see the offense sort of revolve around him. At least I'm hoping, because I've always been one of those free carry-on guys. Yeah, uh,
0: Me too, Not you know.
1: But I think I think right now he's about as safe of his of an RB two as you can get, um, and if everything breaks right, he could
0: creep towards RB one numbers. All right. Uh, what about a uh, a sell high for you? Um,
1: a sell high for me would probably be Mike Evans. Um, now this is this is a bit of an obvious one because he he had. Hundred ninety yards and three touchdowns last week.
0: Is that good? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty decent. Um maybe a little hot take ish, but I, I expect Godwin to finish higher than him this year.
0: Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's that's my bold prediction. <laughs> you, you can't you can't be jumping on mine yeah, now. Yeah.
1: But uh I think I think if you can swing Mike Evans for someone like Devontae Adams, I would totally do it right now because Adams is a guy that scored 16 points or more in every game last year and he already has two games this year below that. So we know it's not going to get any worse. We know Rodgers is
0: He's talked about he needs more targets that uh, four targets Rodgers has game.
1: always been a proponent to get Adams the ball more. Yeah. Um so I think if you can swing Mike Evans for DeVonte Adams, I would do that in a heartbeat and I I would do Mike Evans for Someone like Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas. No, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. I would not take Thielen.
1: I would do Thielen.
0: No, bro, they like run the ball every play. Like literally, I, the, the 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 five games under Kevin Stefanski, it's been over well, it six games now. But it, it was like 52.8% of the time they're running the ball. Like he's not going to have a rushing touchdown every week. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean... No, like I, I'm literally trying. That's one of my sell highs. Is I'm trying to get rid of Adam Thielen. Oh, I'm
1: not. I'm not saying he's a he's a good. He guy. had five
0: targets. Five. Yeah. And you're not gonna catch all five. You give him a generous eighty percent. He would catch four. I yeah. mean, like he caught three of five targets. He had fifty-five yards game before. He had eight targets And the game before. He had three. He's literally scored three touchdowns in three games. That's a lumber that's not gonna last. He hasn't crossed seventy-five yards. He's averaging what right now? He had forty-five in the first, so forty-three in the first game, and then he had seventy-five in the second game. So he's having averaging right around like fifty-seven point six points per game. Like, I mean, no, that that's not gonna cut it for someone you probably drafted as you very well might be your wide receiver one if you want RBRB. And maybe a wide receiver too. I mean No, there's no way I'm trading and I'm a Chris Godwin stand, but there's no way I'm trading Mike Evans. But here's field.
1: listen, the the Vikings threw the ball ten times in week one.
0: And threw the ball and 20, do you know, if,
1: twenty-one times in week three.
0: If they can one well, if they can throw that little, they want to. Like like all right, let's look at the the upcoming schedule for the Vikings. Who do they play this week? They play the Bears, alright? They're gonna probably have to throw a little bit more, but he's gonna have to. Kirk Cousins gonna have Khalil Mack down his throat. Like, I mean, then they play the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones are good, but like, they're it's probably a positive game script. Not gonna have to throw the ball a ton there. Eagles might be one where they throw a little bit more. Lions, Redskins. This is gonna be a positive game script. All the Dalvin Cook. Then you get the Chiefs. They want to keep the ball away from Mahomes, and how do you do that? You run the ball. Cowboys. You got Elliott on the other side running a ton. I mean, there's – I can't own Adam Thielen. And I need – there's – by the way, there's been some rumors of Diggs maybe being traded. There's a radio station in Minneapolis talking about it. Please free Stephon Diggs. Like, if he could get traded to, like, anywhere but, like, Miami, like, (laughs) please, now.
1: Yeah. Alright, I mean, I guess we differ there. I'd rather have Phelan than Evans. I guess we'll see how that shakes out, but uh, I, I I, understand what you're saying, though, for sure.
0: Are you talking standard, half PPR, or full PPR? Mm, half or full. I mean, full, he's not even catching any passes. So, like, how full PPR, like, a, I mean, standard, Not. A, I could have seen, maybe if you said standard, if you think he's going to have an absurd touchdown ratio this year, but, like, Oh man! Would you rather have? I'm just trying to look at some tennis Pro's rest of the season rankings. Um, not necessarily that I agree with these, but where's Adam Thielen or Well, Adam Thielen or Chris Godwin? They have Chris Godwin lower. Yeah, it's the Adam Thielen. Those are or, almost the same for me. Adam Thielen or Cooper Cup? Thielen. Really? Okay. Adam Thielen or I think Thielen's a wide receiver one the rest of the year.
1: I I, I just think Juju vo- or Adam Thielen. with the volume being so low, he's the only guy they're going to throw to, and and it's it's very clear they'd rather phase Diggs out of the offense than Thielen.
0: Yeah, but he's not going to score a touchdown every week. I, I'm not saying he will. He's, he certainly had a great... I mean, last year, you would have said he was a top three wide receiver for the rest of the year after the first eight games. But, all right, we're not going to spend two... One more, Juju or um, or Adam Thielen. That's Thielen for me. I, I might have to agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Rudolph didn't look great, but I really do not want Thielen. Um... What are you doing with. I'm going to kind of change it. We're not going to do really by low, sell high. I'm just going to throw out some names because we kind of agree with the most part. Like Devonte Adams is by low. Aaron Jones, sell high. Lindsey, sell high. Carry on by low. Um, Watkins, by low. Sell high, wait, wait, hold, what are you what are you trying to do? Uh, I'm okay buying Watkins. I, th- I think he's.
1: I think even when Tyreek Hill comes back, he's a big part of the offense. And we still don't have very much clarity on when Hill's coming back. You know, he's out of the sling, but that's about all we know. So I'm okay buying Watkins. Robert Woods is another good buy low for me. Um, I think in that Rams offense, two of them are going to be really solid each week, and then the third one is is going to be okay. Um, and I think more often than not, Woods is going to be one of the two that produces. So I think if you can get Robert Woods for like a wide receiver three price right now, I would totally do it.
0: Yeah. Um, just reading up on some news. Don't have. You had, you had, Juju had, has had a twenty seven percent target share with Mason Rudolph. You sure you don't want that target share?
1: I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't take a seventy yard touchdown to the house last week on a three yard drag route,
0: then that was some terrible tackling. Yeah, he
1: would have had four points last week.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, um, what are you doing with Sony Michelle? Ah. Uh, It's funny, like, I'm worried
1: about him, but I also think people are gonna sell him for way, for a basement price. You know what I mean? And and in fantasy football, you're always trying to buy people at their absolute minimum value. And that's where I think Michelle is right now. Now, I wouldn't rely on him as my RB2 or anything like that, but he's still in a good offense. From what it looks like, he's still getting the goal line carries. And There's a really good chance he scores double-digit touchdowns this year, so it's not like he's worthless. Um, so if you can trade somebody like uh, I don't know, maybe like a hmm, who could I say here? Maybe a, a Carlos. Carl- Hyde. Maybe a Carlos Hyde. Or a, I was
0: just looking at some stats on A Carlos
1: Hyde or a mm, a Wayne Gallman, some <laughs> someone that people are a little higher on right now than they should be. I'd do that for Sony Michelle.
0: Would you trade um, coming back from injury, Tevin Coleman, for Sony Michelle?
1: Yeah, I'd do that. I'd rather have Michelle. If that's what you're asking, yeah. for sure.
0: So the thing is, if Tevin Coleman was given, if if I knew Tevin Coleman would have his normal role plus the Jeff Wilson role, which by the way, Kyle Shannon, please stop giving the ball to Jeff Wilson Jr. at the goal line. Give it to Moster. Give it to Matt Breda owners. Like, <laughs> as as a Matt Breda owner. You're pissing me off because he's a stud and so is Mostert. Really, any athletic good running back in this offense can ball out. And we have this annoying Jeff Wilson coming in, having eight carries and then getting two touchdowns. I mean, the red zone opportunity report leaders from week three, Jeff Wilson had eight carries inside the red zone. Literally all his carries were inside the red side. I mean, Lindsey had seven, McCaffrey, six, Kamara, six, Elliott, five. In terms of targets, Evans had seven, Josh Gordon had four, Preston Williams, four, Marquise, bound four, Sutton, four, and then tight ends, Olsen, three, Hooper, three, O.J. Howard, three, which and then Mark Andrews three, which leads me into O.J. Howard. He's one of my by-lows, too. Uh-huh. The, the talent's just is too good not to get on the field. Uh, he's actually running more routes than he did. He's he's having his I believe it's around fifty five percent. That's a career snap percentage for him in terms of routes uh, per drop back. Um, better than the what is it forty seven percent last year. Mm-hmm. Um, target share isn't isn't great, but it's higher than his rookie season. Um, only by a little bit, but uh, he was he was fantasy usable in his uh, rookie year. Um, and if you use it with three red zone targets, he's his touch, his touchdowns will come. Mike Williams is another guy I like buying low. Love that one. Um, his he's getting the red he's getting red zone targets. He just hasn't scored yet, which I mean the law of averages say he's gonna score. Um I love getting him with no Hunter Henry, no Tyrell Williams. Like literally, like it's him and Keenan. Keenan's getting a certain amount of targets. Which if you drafted Keenan in that Adam Thielen range, uh, Mike Mike Evans range, uh, Omari Cooper range, like you're. excited. if you went RB RB and got Keenan as the wide receiver one, I'd rather like, have
1: Keenan than Michael
0: Thomas right now. I mean, you can't. I can't disagree. <laughs> I can't because yeah. Keenan is just a baller. Keenan might be. Keenan's top five rest of the season.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. He he'd be my number four receiver behind uh Hopkins, Jones, and Beckham.
0: What about where, so Adams is five? Oh Adams four.
1: Yeah, I'd do Adams four, then Keenan five. Yeah. That's how I do it.
0: Yeah. Um, but those two guys love getting them on a buy low. Um I'm trying to think of another sell high. While I think of another one, there's actually a couple things I just, uh, some notes I just saw I passed over. I uh, want to talk about uh, the Panthers and the Texans. Um, Kyle Allen is actually a good thing for for Curtis Samuel and someone who owns Curtis Samuel in 100% of leads. <laughs> I can't be happier than I am um, with Kyle Allen playing. I mean, hopefully when. Newton sits out for a little bit. He can get a little healthier, whatnot. But his A dot was nine point four, um, and he had seventy three percent completions, ten yards, uh, per attempt, um, and he only had one attempt over twenty yards. So if he starts attempting more downfield, that uh yards per attempt could skyrocket even more. Olson and Samuel led the way. They each had twenty seven percent of the targets. Um, Christian McCaffrey had twenty four carries. He's doing Christian McCaffrey things. Um, but this is really good news for for Curtis Samuel. Not yeah. so much DJ Moore, but not to say DJ Moore is not usable. I mean, he saved his day with a with a touchdown, like a long touchdown. But it's better for Samuel because Kyle Allen has been more accurate um, pushing the ball, and he thought he seemed to find Samuel. Uh, a lot more than it did. DJ Moore and uh, Samuel had this nice toe drag. I don't know if you saw it um, on the on the right sideline. Just Kurt mm. Team Curtis Samuel. He's a baller. And then the Texans, um, Duke Johnson's rushing attempts continue to plummet. They worked out with CJ Anderson. He's basically only a passing down point uh, back at this point. So if you drafted, uh, you know later and thought you were gonna get like. Uh, after the Mario Miller injury, and thought you were about to get an RB two, you've been severely disappointed. Mm-hmm. Hyde's dominating the rushing attempts, and his routes per drop back is slightly going up. Um, and Fuller's he's basically playing. He he's putting up big snaps and routes, um, getting a solid target share. He's gonna have one of those hundred fifty two touchdown games soon. It's mm-hmm. coming for him. Um, Kiki and Stills are basically just feeding off each other, um, so that's you know useless for both of them.
1: All right, um, um, and, and so going back to the the DJ Moore Curtis Samuel real quick, I think DJ Moore is a decent sell high right now because he had a touchdown. Um, so if you could sell DJ Moore right now, people are probably still convinced that he's he's a he's a wide receiver two or at the very worst a a, a solid wide receiver three. If you could sell DJ Moore for maybe uh, a Kenny Galladay or a Calvin Ridley I would do that because those two are coming off some quiet games Um, because at least after week one it it was pretty clear that Kyle Allen was favoring Curtis Samuel more than DJ Moore and even if you go back to last year in week 17 Samuel out-targeted DJ Moore
0: yeah 100% agree I'm I'm over here grinning because I I love me some Curtis Samuel Um, tight end is like a it's terrible right now. I mean, if you got, if you don't have Evan Ingram or Kelsey in terms of people you invested in, you'd be you're kind of kicking yourself. Kittle's getting you know healthy enough target share and targets, but it's just lacking the oomph and the upside. I mean, Zach Ertz. So I was I was down on Ertz, so I mean, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do a victory lap right here because even without having Jeffrey and d he didn't put up a monster game. Um, Darren Waller though. His, his he, uh, So, in terms of targets per game, uh, Evan Ingram's getting 10. Ertz is 10. Waller's third with 9.7. Mm-hmm. Old man, Greg Olson's at 8.3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelsey, 8.3. Andrew's 8. Hooper, 7.3. Delaney, Walker, and Kittle at 7. Um, in terms of target share for those guys, um, 20% for uh player people with 20 plus and over. Waller has 30% target share. Uh Kittle 25%, Ertz 24, Ingram 23, Andrews 23. Walker 23, Kelsey 22, Olsen 22, and then Austin Hooper is at 18. He's the only other tight end that's above 15. Mm-hmm. Um so those are really the only guys you can actually play with much confidence unless I I'm not, can't remember passing up on any of them but those are really the only ones that have like a I mean I still I still play, play OJ Howard right? because um, I'm I'm in on him and then you're basically like playing matchups Will Disley Hawkins and you're stashing Chris Herndon on your if you have an IR spot hoping he comes back um, to play him which reminds me I actually have to pick him up in a league that has an IR spot someone dropped him
1: um, yeah so Waller is a must start every week from from here on out is what I'd say. Um and one of my one of my favorite tight ends coming into the year that you could get late was Austin Hooper and and so I'm I'm glad to see him performing because what we saw with him was positive um you know, an, an up an upsloping trend line from his first year to his most recent year. He yeah. Increased in catches, yards and touchdowns all throughout all those seasons and so I think this year we're going to see his best season yet Um, and it's clear that Matt Ryan trusts him every uh, with every passing year in game
0: you know absolutely
1: it's the year of the old man at tight end too because Delaney Walker and Greg Olson have revived themselves from nothing back into tight end ones that you can rely on week to week Um, so yeah it's a pretty interesting tight end landscape for sure
0: uh, let's see. What else? Is there anything else that you wanted? You saw within, in Week Three that you wanted to mention? Um, anything? I, anything interesting?
1: I did want to point out that the Eagles' backfield is no more predictable than it was any of the past years, which is sad because I. I'm an owner of Miles Sanders and I'm just waiting for him feel, to do
0: something. I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. Man. Um, oh, if if you're in a league with some more casual players that just look at box scores, um Salesforce. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was at the game. Just looks he looks, he looks This is another reason why I abhor full PPR. Because, like, he was having catches for, like, negative seven yards. And that's giving him positive points. Like, that should not happen. Yeah. Like, I, I hate full PPR. You saw a week, week two, you know, Bell, Monday Night Football had ten checkdowns. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Getting points for making a catch, making some people miss. But ten points just on catches alone is absurd yeah. for something that wasn't even useful. Like, a half PPR or if you want to do um, – PPR first down league where they give you a full point if you get a first down, so it tries to mimic it being more realistic, helping your team. Sometimes they're not all the same because you know a third and one and a first and you know, a twelve yard catch and first and ten are not the same. Yeah. Um, or it's first and five, you know, whatever or second and one, whatever it might be. Um, but still, much rather that than full PPR. Um, I I, yeah I I can't do it with full PPR I hate it stop doing full PPR Um, you'll thank me later it's it's the dumbest it's the dumbest thing Um,
1: pick up Philip Dorsett yeah that might be the last thing I say but oh also Julian Edelman is dealing with a rib injury we know Josh Gordon has never stayed on the field for a full sixteen games even though I love Gordon
0: have Um, another trade low for you actually sorry to cut you off Josh Jacobs. They're they're planning. To, you they, think he's a buy low? Yeah, I think he's a buy low. Oh. Uh, why? Are you trying? Are you trying to sell? Oh, Good, we got one we disagreed on.
1: All right, go I'm ahead. I'm a little. I'm a little worried that if the Raiders aren't leading, that he's just going to be a non-factor.
0: You know? You're not wrong. He was though after the game last week. He was on some IVs, so he wasn't 100. Um, percent And there's reports coming out that saying. They want to give him the ball more as a receiver. Coach John Gruden on Monday, quote, said, we've got to get more out of Josh as a receiver. Um, he was spelled more often than usual on Sunday. I get that. He was dealing with the, he was dealing with a head cold for most of the week. Mm-hmm. He only played 25 snaps. Jalen Rashard played 29. Um, DeAndre Washington played nine. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be a full 85% you know workload guy and get most of the third downs as well, but you can cut out the DeAndre Washington portion, give those to, to, to um, Jacobs, and then maybe cut off a little bit off of Richard's plate. If we had it closer to maybe twenty snaps for Richard, then you take the nine from Washington, you're at thirty four um maybe like for maybe like a 40 to 20 split so you're looking at a 66.7 percent share um then you're gonna get good rB2 numbers out of Josh Jacobs um
1: yeah I'm not against owning Jacobs
0: the guy who hasn't probably what did he what did he score this week like Four points, four point, four points. I think in full PPR. Four
1: rushing yards and two yeah. targets, one catch.
0: Yeah, I mean that you're That's uh, that's easy money right there. The guy is probably like beside himself. But he had one I'd good rather,
1: week. I'd rather have Philip Lindsay. I, I mean, I I would rather have Jacobs and Lindsay
0: We're gonna fight. If
1: you could, if you could sell Lindsay and get Jacobs right now, I'd totally do that. There's there's no there's no Royce Freeman in the Raiders backfield, so he's still gonna get.
0: Dang, why are you Why are you disrespecting Jalen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually—we didn't talk about him earlier, but uh, I actually don't mind buying um Tevin Coleman. Um, oh, from,
1: he's on my bench in all three of my leagues. I've been stashing him for a few weeks.
0: I'm trying to trade him, and I know the guy that I'm trying to trade. Him from get get him from rather he's, he's probably gonna listen to this podcast so that's gonna completely annihilate my leverage in negotiations because he has carry on he has Tevin Coleman and he has Sony Michelle I'm trying to get one of them yeah but he's saying he's gonna hold he's gonna hold tight which I don't blame him but I need to trade him
1: I was lucky enough that Tevin Coleman was dropped in all three of my leagues
0: so there's well, some inpatient owners I man.
1: didn't even have to trade for him I picked him up I'm stashing him and and the reason I like him is because. Everyone playing right now for the Niners was on the roster last year. Coleman is someone that Shanahan went out and signed to a three-year deal and played with in Atlanta. Um, I mean, Shanahan wasn't playing; he was coaching. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you sure he wasn't listening? To him?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think Coleman is probably going to be the most valuable back to own in that backfield once he's healthy.
0: The only issue I has I have is if Jeff Wilson's still there taking the goal line work, that's going to eat off his value. But he'll base yeah. he'll. He'll still be useful as a flex. Um, we'll just end it off with this. Um, I'm just going to do a check-in after three weeks of my bold predictions. Um, the first one is Chris Godwin puts up top five, top 15 wide receiver numbers and then pushes Mike Evans to be the number one wide receiver on the team. Um, for fantasy. And I think I upped it to wide receiver one, so top 12. Decent start for that That's one. That's a good start. Uh, I had Jack Doyle, Outdoor, Eric Ebron. Um, this was a, a pre-luck thing. Although I although I kept it post luck, I mean that's that's uh Ebron has the one touchdown, so um I mean we'll see at the end that one, It's that's that's gonna be like whoever wins that one's gonna be an ugly one. This was really more so yeah. if if Luck was playing in the uh, offense is a lot better. I had Curtis Samuel finish as a much better value, not only as a much better value, but finishes straight up higher than DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Looking pretty good for that one. Allen Robinson outscored Kenny Galladay. Um, it's
1: pretty close right now Yeah,
0: it's close Kenny Gaudet had one good game um, And then another The second The one versus Arizona He scored a touchdown But it was like a 40, 30, 40 yard game total mm-hmm. And then last week Was was a struggle So I think it's get, You're gonna have the Highs and lows With Gaudet I am just gonna be more um, Even throughout So it'll It'll be interesting one Chris Carson Finishing as an RB1 uh, Yeah uh, Can you hold on To the ball Chris Carson By low no? Stay late? Stay away. <laughs> He's a buy low, but
1: I am a little worried about Penny. But, I, I mean, for some reason, Pete Carroll is, just has the biggest man crush on Chris Carson. So, if he continues to get 15, 20 carries a game, then well, yeah.
0: He said, I mean, so his, Chris Carson has a man crush on, I mean, Pete Carroll has a man crush on Chris Carson, yes. But, he abhors fumbling. With four fumbles in three games, losing three of them. He got pulled for CJ Pro this past week and Penny's practicing today, so um, that could be of concern. Now they did say, you know, they believe in Carson, so I think he's gonna have another chance to be the RB1. I think the the carries come down towards the mean where Penny gets a little more of them because of the fumbling issues, just limiting the opportunity of Carson fumbling. Um, him finishing as an RB1 though. It's still within the realm of possibility just because the RB landscape is terrible. Yeah,
1: I, 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 mean, I think he will finish as an RB1 because he's also been more involved in the passing game this year than than I thought he would be. Um
0: That was part of my reasoning for, for him finishing as yeah, RB1. Yeah. Um yeah, they're I don't know. I mean in terms of running backs, like based on ADP I was I sent a picture to my friend, like Saquon's hurt. Zeke's gonna be an RB1. Christian McCaffrey be an RB1. DJ will be an RB1. Come on, RB1. That's four. Bell Pop be an RB1. That's five. Chubb, six. Gurley, not necessarily. Connor, not necessarily. Fournette, not necessarily. Cook will. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven so far. Mixon, eight, carry on, nine. And then we're looking at Freeman Jacobs, Carson, Gurley. Maybe Ingram could sneak in. Ingram, there. Uh, Ingram as well. Yeah, I was just looking at the top ADP. So like, I, he still has a good chance. All
1: right. My, uh, I'd rather have Chris Carson than Todd Gurley right now. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rams running backs have only gotten combined seven percent of the targets. They're they're not going to use it as a receiving back. Uh, Gurley, they want to use Malcolm he doesn't
1: Brown. Look good. He doesn't look explosive. He, Listen, he's I'm not, not the same Todd Gurley that we saw in the past couple years. And
0: they they don't want to use him in the goal line and short yardage situations if they don't have to. They're not. I mean. We won't talk too much about him. I mean, Sean McVeigh was asked, "Could we see a game where, he, excuse me, he gets twenty five touches?" And he was like, "I hope so." You know, maybe that could, Like, I wanted to put the, the Kodak Black like uh, Twitter video. Like, I hope so. Okay. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> that's kind of what I what I feel like. How Sean McVay said it because I didn't see the news yeah. so I just saw the quote. Yeah. Um, so um,
1: one more one more take for me. <laughs> James Conner plays Cincinnati this week and he's going to have a good game. After that, sell the crap out of him. Yeah. Because I'm not a fan of James Conner and I don't think... I don't think he's going to be as productive in this offense without Ben Roethlisberger. And I also just think he's not that talented of a a running back, to be honest. Um, I know a lot of people were quick to say, oh, he's better than Le'Veon Bell. Did you see his numbers last week? He's not better than Le'Veon Bell. So if... If I could I'm, I would wait for Connor to have a good week against Cincinnati this week because their run defense is is putrid but then I would trade James Connor for Joe Mixon I'd trade him for Chris Carson, I'd trade him for Carry Johnson. Yeah
0: uh, mm, yeah I mean they the big, nobody thing nobody really talked about is, um, them losing the offensive line coordinator uh, that not, not coordinator coach. Um, that makes a big difference um more than people think um when Dante Skarniecki the pitched offensive line coordinator left for a couple years the offensive line like you felt like they just they were trying to get Brady killed and then he came out of retirement and been you know a top tier unit uh losing the uh, the offensive line coach there um has been a a big thing losing Mike Munchak um so he left for family reasons but that that the offensive line has not been as good um mm-hmm. getting him space to work with just found one of the stats i was trying to look for while we're doing the podcast the vikings wide receiver targets for kevin beat by game um so that includes the last year as well um
1: i think i saw that same tweet I the grand
0: really barfield said. tweet yeah so, grand barfield yeah yeah, yeah yeah i saw it adam thielen had 2 6 4 3 8 and then uh, that's pretty terrible um, so not and that's that's the guy you want right that's uh, sorry that didn't that, that didn't include the the five he got this week so in six games he's averaging 4.67 yards for 4.67 targets per game diggs had 7 6 10 and then this year 2 7 and then what did he have this week uh, let me see I had it somewhere I lost it he had he had three targets so in his sixth game he's averaged 5.83 yards 5.83 targets per game but this year has actually been uh, a little bit it's, it's pretty much the same as stealing it's just Thielen's have been resulting in touchdowns so and you know Diggs has kind of just been used either like really short underneath or really deep. Um and S- Diggs spe- only yeah. Speaking of which, I,
1: I actually don't think Diggs is the worst by low right now. I I don't expect him to be a wide receiver one like I okay. did going into the year, but he's also too talented to average five fantasy points a week. So, I mean, if you could, uh, if you could trade a a Sterling Shepard or an Emmanuel Sanders for Diggs, Sanders
0: I w- though Sanders is, I mean Sanders is gonna suck this week versus the Jags. Well, Ramsey might not play so. He could probably versus Boye, but if he struggles this week, I mean Flacco versus the defense as a whole could struggle, limiting yeah. Sanders. Um, if he, because he got the Jari Alexander treatment, which Jeffrey's probably going to get tomorrow night, so people were thinking they finally got Jeffrey back might uh, be a little bit too quick to start in him. Um, if he struggles this this week, he's another good buy low as well. Um, but you would you would rather Sanders? What about? I'd rather Diggs. <laughs> Then a lot of these guys yeah, have gotten I'm going to test you. Started. F1 Terry Terry McLaren. That's his nickname. F1. Oh, McLaren. I'd rather
1: have Diggs and I think right now you could trade McLaren for Diggs and I would do that.
0: Um, I would do that. Mike Williams or Diggs?
1: Uh Diggs. Diggs. Would
0: you rather own AJ Green on your roster
1: or Diggs? Diggs. See, I'm not as low on Diggs as most people are.
0: You know, uh, guys, it's Larry Fitzgerald or Diggs. Diggs. Well what? Josh Gordon or Diggs? Diggs. Oh my god. Listen, I'll You're... tell you some guys I you? A, you have to be assuming he's getting traded because there's nothing you've we've seen to tell him you would rather Fitzgerald has been bought. Ball... Tyler Boyd or Diggs.
1: That's close. I'd I'd probably lean Boyd there.
0: Kenny Galladay or Diggs? Galladay. Some guys I'd rather Calvin have Calvin Ridley Diggs. or Diggs.
1: Ridley I'd rather have Galladay. I'd rather have Allen Robinson.
0: But you wouldn't rather have Flash Gordon? Flash, bro, that's flat you hey, you gotta put some hey, as my as my friend Cal shout out to Kyle, he said gotta put some respect on Flash Gordon's name. Oh, man. I own
1: Josh Gordon, so I'm not I don't don't have anything against him, but you know but. I don't know. I think I think maybe it's hard for me to admit that Diggs is terrible because one of my bold predictions was that he'd outscore Adam Thielen
0: this year. I mean, bro, you you're telling me I've I've had Adam Diggs Drafted over Theon literally like yeah. every single year, but except for this year, I avoided them both because I knew they are going to be so run heavy. But he's he, – okay, this is how I've always put it. Diggs is a better – assuming health, right? Um, Diggs is a better football player. Theon just does better, and that's because Kirk Cousins likes him. They put him in situations for Kirk Cousins. Like, if you watch in the preseason game, I believe it was the Seahawks. They both ran uh, some verts uh, down the sideline. Um, Theon was on the right. Diggs was on the left. And Cousins threw a dime to, to Thielen. Um, Thielen caught it. But if you looked on the other side, Diggs was wide open. But yeah, he's good. he was just looking at Thielen. Cousins prefers it's, a the lot, right. it's a lot easier to throw to your right as a right-handed quarterback. And they put Theon on the right. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of they move him in and around to in situations that are comfortable for cousins because cousins like Stones dealing better. Yeah. It's not because Diggs is, is not is a inferior wide receiver. He's a better wide receiver. I Diggs, totally Diggs. Diggs is like an A B light. And then and also in um, the Pittsburgh, they got a Stefan Diggs light in Deontay Johnson. I really like him. Next year, Dynasty owners, like he might be in it, like very inconsistent this year, but Hits the weight room for a year, gets bigger. His route running is coming out of the University of Toledo. My dad's alma mater, bro. He's His route runnings are fire. Um, his route running is good, fire. A couple good Excuse stashes
1: me. there in Pittsburgh. I'm also okay with stashing James Washington.
0: Deontay Johnson is a better wide receiver than James Washington.
1: Better route runner. He's a better wide
0: receiver altogether.
1: He's overall, a better... overall, I agree. I'd say James Washington's probably a better deep threat. Better, absolutely, better ball tracker, but Johnson is a better overall receiver. I agree.
0: I'm telling you, De- Deontay Johnson reminds me so much of A. B. and Diggs, and I, I love, I love those those types of round runners. I'm,
1: I'm just saying, until we figure out which one Rudolph prefers, I'm okay with well, ha- either one.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, you probably have. I mean, there's a possibility on your dynasty team you have both of them. I have the. De- I actually, am, I'm holding on to Deontay Johnson in a couple of redraft leagues right now. I have him, and I ran, help defend, run him in a in a. In a duel lineup or a DK lineup, one of the DFS websites, and he had a nice deep touchdown. Um, Jeremy Rudolph got awful, so it doesn't really help. Yeah, he did <laughs> uh, My last two, just checking on those, was Matt beta would outscore Philip Lindsay straight up. Uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, had he been getting Reds okay, see, this would be coming true because
1: breida has been good too. His he has. Super has been solid. He's in the he's passing a, game.
0: Matt Breida is a baller. That and that's what pisses me off. If he just had any touchdowns, he'd easily outscore. And this was like this one was hella bold because I mean I could have said Tevin Coleman outscore Lindsey um, because they were going in around the same range. But I went with the RB two from the team. Um, Fourteen for sixty yeah, this this week. The the week before he uh, yeah, had twelve for one twenty one like. Good lord. If someone
1: said they'd rather have Breedah than Lindsay right now, I wouldn't disagree at all. I think they're very similar.
0: Problem is, he just has. So if you look at.
1: Lindsay probably has a little more touchdown upside just because mm. there's no Jeff Wilson there, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean. Ah, it's just. It's annoying. Just give give my man. I mean, he only has two touchdowns this year. So it was literally those two. The first two weeks was 11 for 43, 13 for 36, 23, and then 30 receiving yards for those were Lindsay's numbers so as a total he was getting around 70 75 yards a game um, with no touchdowns with some PPR somewhere around 10 points i mean Breda can get that on the ground alone he wasn't getting a ton of receiving but so i still think this is a possibility if Jess Wilson would just like screw off <laughs> like just <laughs> give my ball give my boy Breda the ball at yeah. the, in the red zone, and the last one, just to wrap it up, was uh, John Brown would outscore Courtland Sutton. Um, this this definitely can happen. Um, he's he's cooled off a little bit, but he just he's still his floor is still what's really good, um, which is crazy because that's not always been his thing. Um, Cortland Sutton has, to be fair, been a little bit better than I thought he would be. Um, and you, you said that as well yeah. um, before, before the
1: – Flacco seems to like him, and I I wasn't expecting Flacco to be able to support two fantasy receivers, which he's actually done a decent job of so far.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be where one game it's it's Sanders, one game it's something, but mostly Sanders. I mean, you had – Brown has had seven for 123 and a touch, seven for 72, and then four for 51, and then four rushing yards. Um. Basically, like Sutton's bad game, which was four for forty, and then the five for eighty-seven is kind of like the seven for seventy-two, and then seven for one twenty for Sutton is like the seven for one twenty-three. But Brown has the one touchdown. So Brown's uh, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about Brown versus Sutton right now. Oh, oh, John oh, Brown. John yeah, Brown. John. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean Sanders just this this past week, like I said, he had the Jarry exam treatment, yeah. so he got. He got shut out two for two for four for ten yards, but the, the weeks before five for eighty six in a touchdown, eleven for ninety eight in a touchdown. Um, you gotta love those numbers.
1: John Brown is actually another guy that's gotten off to a hot start
0: that I would, I would trade him for Diggs right now. I mean, you're not gonna get that though. Nobody, I don't think anybody will take that. It depends on how panicked the Diggs owner is. I mean, but I- he actually because because his his thing is going downwards. His game, like, I wouldn't mind buying low on him either. Like I think this offense still has room to grow um, with Singletary coming back. If they they, it, he's he's an explosive runner. I'll give him more opportunities to get scoring upside. Um, and then Jamison Crowder is someone. Uh, we didn't really talk about the the Jets offense. Uh, if this might be a perfect time for you to actually buy Le'Veon Bell because he's on the bye week and he's on the terrible. He had a terrible game because uh, mm-hmm. they played the Patriots defense, which was going to be unfair to begin with when they had Luke Falk. Um or so I'm surprised they only lost by 16. <laughs> it didn't feel like it. I mean they had the because right. they had the That's... the pick six. I mean the Patriots offense has scored more points against the Patriots than, the, than other teams have. <laughs> you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but he could be someone to Lovin and I Crowder was had 17 targets the first week. So I think that offense as a whole has a lot to improve on when when Donald gets back. Um. Even though Adam GaSe is there, do you have anything to add before we close it off? Uh, I think we should at least mention the news
1: today that it seems like Melvin Gordon is close to returning. That's a good
0: point. Let uh, off with of
1: that. I don't know. I don't know how much to put into that. I don't know what to do if you have Eckler. What would you do if you had Eckler? Right.
0: So now? here's the thing. Uh, it depends on your league mates. Honestly, this could be a buy-low opportunity for Eckler. Um, because a lot of people read Twitter, they could be like, oh, well, I'm going to sell high on Eckler now with Melvin Gordon out. But your league mates who have Gordon who have, or are playing against you know you have Eckler also probably on Twitter or Rotor World or whatever they get their news source from, whether it be by Pigeon. Um, they, they probably know about uh, Melvin Gordon coming back, so you might not be able to get the market out there. Mm-hmm. And Eckler, he plays the Dolphins this week. So if you can hold off for, like, if, if the value is not great out there on the trade market, by all means, put him out there see what you can get. But if it's not great, you play him this week and you play him for oh, the Dolphins and he's, he's going to smash. smash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, he is. Jinx. Um, but, I mean, it, you could always keep him. Just know you're not going to get what you were getting out of him. Um, Last
1: year, he was still a he's pretty get, reliable He's still
0: fantasy week. relevant, um, and he's going to have a role even with Melvin coming back. And Melvin's got to get back into game shape. It might be a couple weeks before, before it happens. So he might put up another couple couple another good games with Melvin there. Mm-hmm. And you could use that to your advantage to sell high um, or you just hold on to him. It really just depends on the market out there. I wouldn't be selling him for peanuts just because Melvin's coming back reportedly. Um, but... Your buy-low opportunity for Melvin is closing, so try to get that yeah. in while you can, I if think possible. the
1: best situation to be in is if you own Melvin Gordon and then you could buy low on Eckler. Yeah. And then you're pretty secure with that running back situation the rest of the year.
0: Absolutely. That's what I said. Buy low, it could be a buy-low opportunity on Eckler. I'm actually going to probably go hit up my Eckler league mates. Yeah. <laughs> I could use a dub with, with Eckler playing, yeah. uh, playing the Dolphins. Two, in two of my <laughs>
1: leagues, I could use a dub as well.
0: But. Yeah, if they're going to sell me, like, Eckler for nothing, and I guess playing versus the Dolphins, like I'm moving him yeah. to RB1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so alright, well, uh that should wrap up today's episode of the podcast. I appreciate you coming on today. We'll definitely have you on in, in the future. Yeah,
1: man, it was a lot of fun.
0: Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for for Nick, I'm Omar. Until next time. Goodbye.